Blog Talk Radio. Like fleas, now the same ones chatting 
said I left in the lump. They got their hands in the air with a shout and a jump. Saying thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. Can you speak with my husband? He get home at three. Because I feel God's spirit in this place. Y'all never heard of evidence of faith. Now tell me what's that sound coming from the back? That's fat. Doc Sizzle be banging like that. And what's that lyrical spitter on the track? That's fat. Pastor Jizzle spitting like that. Yo, what's that sound coming from the back? That's fat. Doc Sizzle be banging like that. And what's that lyrical spitter on the track? That's fat. Pastor Jizzle spitting like that. Yo, what's that sound coming from the back? That's fat. Doc Sizzle be banging like that. And what's that lyrical spitter on the track? That's fat. Pastor Jizzle spitting like that. Yo, what's that sound coming from the back? That's fat. Doc Sizzle be banging like that. What's that lyrical spitter on the track? That's fat. Pastor Jizzle spitting like that. Yo, what's that sound coming from the back? That's fat. Doc Sizzle be banging like that. And what's that lyrical spitter on the track? That's fat. Pastor Jizzle spitting like that. Yo, what's that sound coming from the back? Oh, yeah, what's that sound coming from the back, baby? We're going to be banging just like that right here on Glorious Gospel Vibes. How is everybody doing this beautiful, beautiful Sunday evening? Oh, great, great. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be banging just like that. This is a new year, new day, new way. I Uh tell you, that's my new motto. New day, new way, baby. Uh Oh, yeah. Oh, we got Bishop Herbert and Arcus and Prophetess McCray in the house. Bishop Philip Dillon. Oh, hello. what's going up? Mm. Great. What's going great. down there in the, in, the, in, the, in the sunny state? That's the sunny state now. It's cold. It's in the cool the down Hawk is out. <laughs> it's cold down there when it's cold up here. It's not yes. cold in Florida. Yes, it is. Oh my goodness! What, is, my what is the degrees? What's the degrees there? What is the degrees? Thirty-two. 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 Yeah. <laughs> feel like thirty-two. Oh no! I ain't put on my jacket like in so long. I didn't know where it was at. This morning, I dug mine out. Oh goodness. <laughs> Sister Vanja, baby, how you doing, Sister Vanja? Pepper Kong just came in on the air. What's going on? How's everybody doing? Today? <laughs> How's everybody doing? That's Sister Vanja, that Evangelist in the house, baby. Don't leave that E off. I told you about that. This Evangelist, Sister Evangelist Pepper Kong is in the house. It's 2017, baby. 2017, you can't be leaving that E off. I'm going get you get your pronunciation and your word right, Evangelist. Get your pronunciation. It's not Vanja. It's Evangelist. Got my E back. I told you I had my E back. Why you keep doing it like that? We're going to give you your E, baby. We're going to give you your E, baby. We're going to give you your E. You know, it just get a habit. You know, you, you're so used to saying evangelist. You know, it's a good yeah. thing Mr. D ain't back yet. He's he, he all over there in the Italian, Italiano. Oh, uh, right. I guess when he come back here, he'll be speaking French. Yes, he will, I guess. Uh, he going to be uh, speaking something else if he ain't got my gift. That's all I got to say. Hey. Be like when you're yeah, in the south and you go north and you come back home saying all your E's and R's. Don't you miss Minister Telco Evangelist? Oh, Minister who? Minister. Uh, uh, oh, you talk, oh, you talk about uh, 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 Evangelist uh, Pepper. Yes. Yeah. 
Don't you miss him? him? Did I say I miss yeah. him? Hear me say it. I didn't even call his name. Who is he? <laughs> she knows. She, she knows. She miss him. She knows. She do. <laughs> She, she miss arguing with him. She know it. She know it. She. What you gonna do? He come back and got you no gift. I want no gift, cause I know he gonna be slick with it. I want. I don't want no gift. He got that little gift. Don't give to the wife, cause I want him come get slick. He gonna get me some. Get me some good. She talking about cause you. I want no food, cause I'll be broken up, tore up. I don't want to do that. Ooh, that's just <laughs> he not might, right. Man. He might bring you one of those Paris design evening gowns, baby. That's Sure, I can see. 
right. All right. <laughs> it's time. It's time to go to work. It's time to go yes, to work because everything is geared up against Christian principles. Ooh. All right. Uh, everything. Just coming. Everything. All foolishness. I I can't yes. even call a girl name the single girl that's supposed to go and do the Ellen show, and they put her off the show. Yes. Yes. Because of uh, what was her? I can't call her name because I know her name. Uh, yeah, because she spoke out against it. Yeah, because she spoke out and called homosexuality sin, and uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and and you know they they want to censor us and 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 these talks supposedly talk show hosts talking about well we need to give her a pass because she stood up for the word of God. She didn't need no pass, oh. Kimberell. Kimberell oh. didn't need no pass. She yes. stood up for the word of oh. God. Oh. She was on the Ellen show when she said that. She went on the Ellen show when she said that. No, she, 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 they she wouldn't let her go on. No, they wouldn't let her go on. All Christians, let me tell y'all something. Y'all, y'all get this. All Christians, when you get ready to move up now into these uh, media uh, things that are out of the Christian realm, they take you and they check you out what you've been preaching, what you've been saying. And if you've said something that would go against their belief, especially the homosexual group, They'll say that yeah. you are a homophobic, and we're not homophobic. You're just preaching the gospel, telling the truth about oh, Christ, right. and they'll censor you. You know, mm-hmm. they want to make you take it back. Well, take mm, that right. back. Cause don't don't say we sinners. Wow, yeah. I can't stand that. that, same, that. Let me tell you, this, let me get another piece. That same thing going on in black gospel music. We have so many homosexual practicing artists that if you're right. writing a song about being delivered from homosexuality, they want you to take it out. Uh huh. <laughs> Hello. Uh-uh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, mm-hmm. that's the last thing. I, I almost don't even have no words for what we're getting ready about to hit. It was getting ready about Jesus, to hit. The power of God for sure. <laughs> you hit it around the head, girl. That's the only word I can. That's what I'm saying. I, that's the only word I'm getting ready to say. That was the only word I mm-hmm. can say. Just, just say Jesus. Just, just Jesus. That's all right. That's just it. It's deliverance <laughs> in that name. <laughs> yeah, it's deliverance in that name. Hello. Yeah. Well, we gonna put Jesus over everything. But when we come back, we gonna introduce Mr. Todd. But we wanna put Jesus over everything by Tiffany Marie Gospel Recording Independent. All right.
Everybody. All right. <laughs> That's Joe. It's called Joe, y'all. Joe. Okay. Hold on just a minute. Just hold that thought. Uh, uh-huh. Give me a little black, the black history of uh, minister, bishop. All right. Reverend. I'm gonna give y'all some. Okay, a little quick black history. I want to talk about an instrument that is very popular, but it came from Africa, and they call it the banjo. Most yeah. people don't know that the banjo is an African instrument. It started when the slaves came over, they would make these gourds and make banjos. Mm-hmm. And then they took it and it evolved into what it is today. When you listen to the banjo and you listen to the kalimba, they have unique sounds alike. But the banjo is an, an originated in an Af- as an African instrument. The, the slaves would make their own instruments. They stopped them from playing the drums. But they used to make this gourd and had this sound. You know, and, and when you read some of Jefferson's writings, he talks about uh, when they were trying to make like, the, make like the slaves were so happy, but they weren't happy. They just knew how to play the game. And they would be all around dancing in this instrument that the slaves was making. Uh, and they called it, it is now morphed into what you call today the banjo. Hey, and that's well, I got one of them. I day. got a banjo, you know. I don't know what you talking about, but I got a banjo. I can play that thing, too. You I'll play it for you one day. Right. Uh-huh. And you really want to play it. Only we want you to play it, okay, baby? Yes. Mm. Don't come with all that baby but, stuff. That's a wheel now. You don't do that. <laughs> 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 but most people don't know that. All your country western, all, all your what we call uh, rockabilly music with the banjo, it started with black people. When they when they introduced that uh, instrument into America. All right. Okay. Well, we got we. Uh, is that our Black History for today? That's for today. There you go. Bam. <laughs> well, let me tell you, we got a new guest that's coming on today. I tell you to tell his testimony, and I want to give you a little bit of about his testimony. I'm, I'm gonna sit you on the edge of the seat before he even come on, because when he break it down to you, it's gonna be oh, 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 oh. Okay. His okay. name is Minister, we call Minister Gregory Todd, awesome man of God. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, he's come a long way. And I'm telling you, I'm going to give you a little bit. He, he sent me a little testimony. I'm going to run it to you, but he's going to break it down for you. What? Yes, he right. is. At the age of 15, with less than a year left until his high school graduation, he dropped out after afterwards. It wasn't long before he unchecked. His unchecked curiosity and reckless lifestyle led him right into the destructive clutches of drugs and alcohol. After being locked up over 41 times, almost overdosing on two separate occasions and three separate suicide attempts, he had literally lost everything, including his will to live. In the midst of attempting to support a $500 a day drug habit, he found himself breaking into people's houses at all hours of the night, robbing dope dealers and stealing from his own friends and family members, including his mom. But this was only the beginning of the chain of events that would nearly put his body in the grave and his soul into eternal fires of hell. After a vicious 12-year battle with drugs, alcohol, homosexuality, activity, depression, and the relentless spirit of suicide, he was stopped dead in his tracks in the middle of the street, broad daylight in, on, in August of 2002 when the presence of God descended upon him and called for the final judgment of his soul. What Whoa. happened next will drag your mind to the edge of your of reality and leave you spiritually shaken. Oh, you got to hear him. 
you got to get it down. And he, he's writ, written a book. He has a documentary, and he's going to tell you all about all of this stuff. But I want to introduce to some and present to others none other than Minister Gregory Todd. How you doing, Minister Todd? Doing just fine. How are y'all?
and some of them wouldn't. But for some reason, I kept getting this response, you know, from the ones that I saw that were saved or believed they were saved. They kept telling me, Brother Greg, I'm going to give you this money, but if you're lying, that's between you and God. And I would tell them, I'm not lying, I'm not lying. I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm telling you the truth, brother. But it's just something about what they kept saying to me that was touching uh-huh. me in a strange way. I just got this bad Hello. feeling. But I kept doing it. Uh-huh. And uh, I made about $105 an hour. And I mm-hmm. was, I came up uh, Edgewood to Boulevard. And as I was headed down the street, it was about 3 o'clock. That was the last time I looked at, looked at my phone. And um, I was about a block from the dope house, and I was walking down the street, getting ready to make it to the dope trap. And uh, I got down the street, and all of a sudden, I heard this hushing noise. And it's like every single thing on that street got dead quiet. The wind stopped blowing, and it's like the leaves on the trees were just still. I was like, what is going on? But I, you know, I brushed it off, kept walking, and I heard the voice of God speak to me. He said, this day, your soul shall be dealt with. Mello. I'm looking around trying to figure out, you know, where this where this voice was coming from. I didn't I didn't see anything. I didn't see anybody. But I heard it again. And he said, This day I call yes, for Lord. judgment on the soul of Gregory Lee Todd. And I felt this electrical Mello. presence just wash down over me. And all I could say was, Oh my God. And all he right. responded. He said, He said, You got that right. And he, he told <laughs> me who he was. He said, For it is I, the Alpha. It is I, the Omega. It is I, the beginning and the ending, the one with the keys to both heaven and hell. It is I, the God of your father, and the God of your father's father. It is I, the God of Isaac, Abraham, and of Jacob. And for the sins that thou have committed against me, you shall suffer for an eternity, eternity, eternity. His voice exploded out of the sky so heavily, he immediately knocked me face down to the Ooh. asphalt, and I hit Mello. that ground so hard, and his voice continued to re- revolve in its velocity. It just got even more powerful. Eternity, 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 and I thought he was going to crush my narrow behind into the asphalt. It got so loud at one point, I had to take the palms of my hands and squeeze them against my ears because I thought my brain was going to explode out of my head. That's how loud it was. His voice sounded like a thousand lions in rushing water at the same time. And it just continued, and it just got so heavy to, you know, I said, oh, my God, I've I've made the biggest mistake of my life. This is it. But his voice eventually eased up enough for me to get off the ground, and I reached into my pocket, shaking like a leaf in the wind, and I threw that crack pipe down, and I dug into my pocket, and I threw every last dollar and silver, all that change. I threw everything. I think I might have thrown my ID with it, and I said, (laughs) Lord, God, please, please forgive me. Please forgive me. And he said, no, my son, it's too late for that. This day, your soul shall be dealt with. And I heard him say the words, I called the council, council, council. And I looked above my head, and the clouds that were scattered out across the sky, it was a sunny day. They came together as one and formed a huge white dome over my head. Afterwards, I saw a row of clouds, or one cloud stretch out across the sky in a row, and it broke into 12 equally even pieces. Each mm. piece of that cloud stretched outwards and upwards and solidified into a dark, burgundy-looking uh, podium of some kind, and that's what they turned out to be. The next thing that I saw was a, 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 a cloud that stood up on the left-hand side of the sky and stretched open, openward and upwards, and it solidified into a solid white door 
with a with a golden doorknob. Uh, the mm. doorknob turned downwards and swung inwards, and out of the door walked twelve men across the sky. Nothing under their feet, just walked across the sky above my head. They had snow white beards, snow white clothes, and snow snow white robes, and snow white hair. And as they crossed the sky, they were looking down at me like you've just made the biggest mistake of your life. And they took their places behind these podiums. There was 12 of them. It was revealed to me that these were 12 men, the 12 of the 24 council members. I didn't see all 24. I just saw these 12. And afterwards, there was an an explosion I heard, and I saw a flash on the right-hand side of the sky. And afterwards, there was a solid white throne a stone, solid white stone throne that had formed on the right-hand side of the sky. And I saw the letters at the back top of the throne, and it said King of Kings and Lord of Lords. There was a flash in front of the throne, and there was an image, a, a presence had formed on the throne. And as I looked at the base, I could see these huge feet at the base of this throne, and each foot had a hole directly through the center of the front of it. I looked up past the feet, and I could see the the area of the robe around his ankles, and I looked up, and I saw these two giant hands resting on the armrest of this giant right throne. Each hand had a hole directly through the dead center of it, shaped like eye sockets. I went up past his hands, and I began to look up at, at the chest area and the nape of his neck where the robe ended and his neck began and but any farther than that I could not see because the light was so fantastically bright it it, it hurt my eyes to even try to look in that direction and I was told I heard him say that um, no mortal man shall lay eyes on the face of God for the gloriousness thereof will destroy him and I, I, I raised my hand above my eyes with my arm to shield my eyes from his light but I did see as he raised his right hand off the armrest of his throne, and he swung it across the sky like a giant crane. And he pointed at me first, and he said, This day I call for judgment on the soul of Gregory Lee Todd. And he swung it back to his right at the first man standing at the first podium on his right side, and he said, Judgment. And that man looked over at the throne of God and then looked down at me and pointed and said, Counsel. And then the Lord pointed at the second one and said, Judgment. My Lord. And then that gentleman looked down at me and looked over at the Lord and looked down at me and pointed and said, counsel. And by the time he got to the third one, I lost it. Reality just was just not seem real to me any longer. I lost my mind and I started screaming and staggering and stumbling and running down the street trying to get away from God and all of this. A few seconds later, I felt a hand come down on my head, followed by the feeling of five fingers that rested on the side of my head. And I felt this electrical presence descend down and around me, and I felt stiff as a board. I could not move. And I heard him say, For the Lord thy God is omnipresent, and there is no place that thou can go where I shall not be, for I am forevermore here with you now, as I am on the other side of the world at the same time. There is no escape from me. And he continued. He went through the continued procession of going through the entire 12 members of that council. And when he was done, I'm standing in the street just screaming. Just all I could do was just look above my head in awe because the fact of the matter was is that it didn't seem real. I refused to believe it, but the truth of the matter was it it was. And that's what scared me so bad is I had no control of what was I had no control. I couldn't stop it and I had no say so. I had made my decision and I had called judgment down on myself that day. 
And when God got through talking, when they finished discussing whatever they were discussing above my head, uh, there was a table. A cloud rose up next to the right-hand side of the Lord's throne, and it stretched out, and it solidified, and it became a solid white table. And at the far end of this table, there was a writing device of some kind. It looked like an old, beautiful bicentennial pen, if you will. And directly above that table, I saw a flash, and there was a book that formed. The book had a latch around it with a lock that had the, had the latch locked, and the, the lock released, and the latch opened, and the, the book came open. And it fell down on its binder on the top of this table, and it opened up to its middle page. It fell open in the complete middle, and I saw my name written in gorgeous cursive letters at the top left-hand side of this book. And those letters said, Gregory Lee Todd. And the Lord took his right hand and reached over to the table and got this writing device and put it at the beginning of the letters of my name and began to drag it through the letters. I heard a loud scraping, scrubbing noise. And I could see smoke and sparks and fire coming from the tip of this writing device as my name was burned out of this book. The book slammed shut, and it rose up into the air, and it spun toward me so I could see the letters. And it said, Lamb's Book of Life. All right. And that book disappeared. At that very moment, I heard a loud rip. I was told that that was the tearing of the veil, followed by a powerful explosion. Boom! And I, I dropped through the ground, the sky, the trees, the ground, everything, buildings. Everything was gone. The sun mm. was gone. The, no. Everything in existence was gone. I was falling in complete darkness. I couldn't see anything. No. I couldn't hear anything. But I could feel myself descending, twisting, turning, and twirling. And I no. said, I said, Lord God, where am I? Not necessarily in those words because I was scared as hell. <laughs> I kept falling and screaming. And I said, Lord, where am I? And he heard, he heard my thoughts. And he said, my son, there were no walls in this place. But the place that thy soul has been cast into is referred to as the abyss. He said, this is the bottomless pit of darkness and torment of which you shall remain until the day of damnation. I continue to descend into this place, head over heels, screaming and shaking and shuddering. And, and, and I was trying to figure out, you know, where am I? I went to thinking about my family and everything and how did I finally make the most terrible mistake of my life. And I felt like something was in there with me. I couldn't see it, but it felt like something was in there with me. I was looking into the darkness for some time, and I began to see this flashing, a flickering flash in the distance. And I, I thought it was a light, but as it began to get closer to me, it turns out it was an object of some kind. And it uh -huh. turns out it looked like a... 65, maybe 70-inch frame, like something that would be around a plasma screen TV. It had nothing, no materialistic in, inside. It was just a clear frame. And when the frame got like maybe five to seven, maybe eight feet away from me, it stopped and just was sitting right there in front of me, hovering. And it began to show an image that looked like a movie. I saw a black woman lying on a bed in a gown with her legs up in stirrups. And she Hello. was... She was pushing, sweating, crying, and screaming with all she had, and she pushed one good time, and, and I heard her scream, and she pushed this baby out, and the Lord said, see the day of thy birth, and the doctors got me, and they were in the room. It was one male doctor, and there was one black nurse and two white nurses. They got me. They cut the umbilical cord, and they wiped the blood off of me and pushed out the placenta out of my mother, and God said, see the day of thy birth. And they got me and cleaned me up and wrapped me in a blanket of some kind, and they handed me to my mother for a second, and then they placed me in an incubator of some, some kind, had a light over it. 
And God began to show me as I went from an infant to a from a young child to a preteen to a teenager to an adult. And he began to show me everything I'd ever done. I saw the lying and the stealing. I saw the first day I ever did drugs. I saw the drugs and the alcohol, the, everything I'd ever done, sleeping around with the men and women to get money to get high, even the things I had done that day. And the Lord said to me, he said, I saw everything. I saw everything. And all of a sudden, he began to show me as I began to get older. I went from a young man to an older man. My hair transformed from black to gray. And I was an elderly man. Then all of a sudden, I saw this man lying in a casket, white shirt, gray tie, gray pants, gray casket with silver handles. The casket was beautiful. And the man was laying in there dead. And I, and I said, who is this? He said, my son, see the day of thy death. And the casket slammed shut. My feet were back up on the ground in reality for the first time. And I was standing in the street shaking so bad. And I was just broken. I was terrified. I said, Lord God, please, no more. That's it. I've had enough. That's it. I'm through. He said, no, my son, it's too late for that. This day thy soul shall be dealt with. Mm. And I heard another loud explosion. I heard a loud rip followed by another explosion. Boom, and I fell through the ground the second time. And this time as I was descending downwards, the first thing that I could feel was the heat. And it was so hot. I, I had fought fires in Boise, Idaho when I was in Job Corps. And I had never experienced anything that hot in my entire life. Mm. And as I began to descend into this place, I could hear screams and I could hear cursing. And, I, and I, all I could say was, Lord God, where am I? And I heard the Lord say to me, my son, for the place that thy soul has been cast into is referred to as, he said, Gehenna. He said, this is the lake of fire, the second death, the place of eternal torment and suffering for those that have continued to sin against me. And I continued to fall down into this place. And I could feel that heat just continuing to just increase every second. I'm falling and screaming. And as I continued to descend down toward this fire, he turned me on my back and allowed me to look up through the ground, up through these holes that were in the ground, back into earth. And I could see that the sun was still out and that the clouds were still scattered out. It was still a very beautiful day. And I saw these three arms extending down from heaven to the ground. The first arm that was coming down from heaven to the ground had a hand at the end of it that was holding my body by the head, and he was sustaining my body while my soul was beneath the ground headed to hell. Oh. The other two arms that I saw extending down from heaven to the ground had a hand at the end of them, and they were blocking the street. His right hand was blocking the right-hand side of the street at Boulevard and Decatur Street, and his left hand was blocking the left-hand side of the street at Boulevard and Edgewood. And I could see vehicles going past his hands, but not one car, truck, vehicle, person, or anything of any kind came up or down that street during the entire time he was dealing with me. I continued to fall down toward the lake of fire, smelling the stench of the burning flesh and the sulfur. And I heard him say to me, my son, no one will know how you died, but it is that your death will be declared as a medical mystery. He said, but it is I and I alone that is the giver of life. Just as it is I and I alone that is the giver of death, for it is I and I alone that decides who lives, just as it is I and I alone who decides who dies, for it is appointed unto man once to die after this the judgment. And I continued to fall down to them flames screaming. I knew all was lost, and I said, Greg, you finally did it. You know, you made the biggest mistake of your life, and I felt this, this death wash over me, this feeling of helplessness. And hopelessness just washed over me. And I just, nothing could stop that descent from the entranceway into hell to the fire is a long way down. And it's a terrifying one all the way. It's something you'll never forget. 
And as I continued to fall, he touched my eyes and allowed me to look into those flames. And I could see the fire burning the people that were in the in the flames, the souls. I watched the fire burn the flesh from their bodies and their bones. And the flesh would return only to have the fire of hell to burn the flesh from their bodies and their bones again. And it continued to do that over and over. And I'm still screaming as I'm falling even faster down toward this fire. And he touched my eyes a second time and allowed me to look back down into those flames again. And that's when I saw the worms. And these worms, they were, oh, my God. There was hundreds of millions of them, billions of them maybe. And they, they were of a dark grayish, greenish color. And they had these crazy-looking teeth. And they had these uh, funky-looking spots all over them. And they were moving through the fire at a high rate of speed. And I said, Lord God, what are these? And he said, my son, these are the worms. See the worms that never dieth. And I asked him again. I said, Lord God, what are these? And he said, my son, these are the worms that are continuously tormenting the souls that are in the fire for eternity. For this is the judgment. And I watched these worms going into these people. And I watched them. As they continuously tried to pull these worms, they were pulling worms out of their foreheads. They were pulling handfuls of worms out of their foreheads. They were pulling handfuls of worms out of their eye sockets. They were pulling handfuls of worms from out of their nostrils. They were pulling handfuls after handfuls after handfuls of worms from out of their mouths. And they were pulling handfuls of worms from out of all of their body parts. And right before I fell into the lake of fire, I saw two words that formed from the fire of hell that said, you knew. The word said, you knew, you knew, and I fell into hell screaming, and it it seemed like it was an eternity, and the next few seconds, my feet were back up on the ground. I was shaking so bad, I couldn't make a step. I could not even move. I was so afraid of what had just happened to me. I thought that if I moved, I would fall right back down and end up in that fire, and I just began to say, Lord God, please, Lord God, please forgive me, Lord, please forgive me, Lord, please forgive me, please forgive me, please forgive me, please forgive me, and I heard a female voice come into my left ear. I'll never forget it, and she said, my son, you thank him. You just thank him. You thank him, and I just began to say, thank you, Jesus. 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 And over time, as I kept standing there, I finally got the, 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 the feeling back in my legs, and I was, able to, I was able to move. And when I tell you I got the hell off Boulevard that day, <laughs> the interesting is that when, when, I, when I went in there, I want you to understand how things operate in the spirit. When I went in the first time and I descended into the abyss, it was still daylight. I told you that I, that it was around 3 o'clock. When I got into the abyss and, I, and he brought me out, it was a little darker. But when I descended, when he brought me back up and I descended back into the ground into Gehenna, which was the lake of fire, the second death, the place of eternal torment and suffering for those that had continued to sin against him, when I came out, it was pitch black dark. Mellow. The second time I came out of the ground and my, put my soul back into my body in the street, I was standing on a dark street. And, and and so that was Kairos time because physical time it says that it it like one day would be you know what as a as, you know oh my goodness yeah. one day one day would be as a thousand years yeah, yeah like but that time was 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 so swift and and I I made my so way quick. off the boulevard I knew I couldn't get back to Douglasville because a bus didn't run out that way Ooh, yeah, sure so the only place I could think to go to was my wife's mother's house and and I made it to my wife's mother's house and when I got there I I was trying to explain to her what happened to me and as I was before I made it to a house, I was headed down Boulevard, and I got over to um, 
Memorial Drive because I was trying to get into the train station, but I made it to Memorial Drive. I made it to Moreland Avenue, and I made it to Bouldercrest, and I was walking as fast as I could the whole way. Right before I got to her mother's house, I was walking, and I felt the presence come up behind me, and I heard something tell me, if you turn around, you shall die. And I felt the hair stand up on the back of my neck, and I didn't look back. But I, I tell you what I did do. I started running as fast as I'd ever ran in my life. And God gave me a vision at that moment. I saw a man walking in the desert with a woman away from this city that was behind them. It had a wall around them. And there was fire and brimstone coming from heaven. And it was it was hitting everybody, the buildings. It was hitting the people. It was hitting the crops and everything. And, and God reminded me that that was the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And that, uh, that was Lot and his wife. And they had been told to not look back at this destruction. Uh-huh. And they looked back, and the, well, actually, his wife looked back, and she was, I saw that she was turned into a pillar of salt, and she crumbled to the ground and was destroyed, and Lot continued, and, and that's what the Lord showed me. But I made it to my wife's mama's house, and, and when I got there, I got inside, and I was trying to explain to my wife's mother what happened to me. And she said, Greg, you expect me to believe you about it? you've been out in the street smoking crack cocaine. And you've been doing what you're doing, and you, you done ran into Jesus Christ out there, and he done took you to hell. And now you back, and you through smoking dope. She said, you know what? She said, I've heard a lot of stuff from you in my time, and I've known you for a while. You used to come up in here with my boyfriend, John, and y'all was smoking dope in my house and had all these women and stuff up in here. And I let that slide. She said, I ain't say a mumbling word. She said, but if you think that I'm going to sit here and let you come up here and blaspheme the name of Jesus, you have to be crazy as hell. And she said, I want you to get out of my house. I want you to take everything you got. And I want you to get out of my house and don't never come back. She said, because I can put up with anything except that. And of course, she didn't kick me out. I went in the house and I hid. But that night, I called Rachel and told her what happened to me. And she hung up on me three times. She told me, she said, I told you if you ever left me again, that that would be it. But you chose the dope and the women or whatever over me. So that's where you belong. She hung up in my face. And I called her back. And I said, Rachel, no, you need to listen to me. And she said, no, Greg, you need to listen. Every time you do something like this, you call back with these amazing stories, and now you want to put God in it. She said, but I, I feel so sorry for you because God going to get you. She said, he's going to get you. She said, but that don't change a thing. I'm done with you, and it's over, and she hung up again. And when I called her back the third time trying to talk, she said, if God done changed you, let him tell me, but don't call me no more. And that was that Friday that everything took place. She didn't contact me no more that Saturday. But Sunday morning, she called me and said, actually, I saw the car pull up in her mother's yard. And uh, when I ran out to the car where she was at, she let the driver's side wander down, and she said, Greg, she said, God told me what he did for you. She said, come on, get in the car, and we're going home. And that's been 15 years ago. And I haven't picked up another crack pipe. I was on ice, ecstasy, heroin, acid, powder, crack, cigarettes, alcohol, PCC, and heroin. For over 14 years, but I got delivered Amen. in one night, and I've never been back. One, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Well, I tell you, minister, I want you to tell, yes. I want to play one of your uh, songs that you wrote um, to back this yes, up. I don't know which yes, one you want me to uh, hit them hard. I know that's the one that, that you're pushing. Well, oh, it's, uh, you know, you is. play the one you, you play the one you play, you can play He Lives. Because right. that's the story of the Savior that saved my soul. You know, okay. hitting them hard is what I'm doing now. I'm going, I'm going after the enemy in Jesus' name, in the power of Jesus. That's what I'm doing now. But it was the merciful grace. It was the forgiveness of the one that lives. That some people believe in, some don't. But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is alive and well. Yes, sure he enough. is. 
Oh, and he yeah. lives. Oh, no. okay. Here we go. Mr. Todd, he lives. Oh, yes. Thank For as it has been written upon the pages of the eternal word of God, within the book of St. Luke, chapter 24 and verse 7, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And upon the third day, rise yeah. again. Now the birth of Jesus Christ, it was upon this wise. But the Joseph proposed to Mary and she became his bride. But before they could come together, the Holy Spirit reached out and placed the supernatural seed in the womb of his spouse. Now Brother Joseph was confused because he didn't know all the details. And finally decided to get a divorce like on the DL. But the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. And told him everything wasn't exactly as it is seen. Let him know about the life that had been conceived in his wife. Said that his first name was... Jesus and that the last was Christ The one and only son of God The only man among men Sent from above because of love In order to pay for our sins So now when Joseph woke up He knew he had to do right Threw the divorce papers away And took a hold of his wife He told her what the Holy Ghost Revealed to him while he slept And that he was no longer afraid They're gonna take the next step So they traveled to Bethlehem And then his wife gave birth It was at that moment That the son of God Had entered the earth Wise men followed the star Toward the east to the manger Prophecy had said he would be there So he was wasn't a stranger. They worshipped and gave gifts until the child who was king and made it possible for all of us sinners to be redeemed. You think it's a bunch of garbage, but mighty Jesus, he reigns. You say and show you the proof, why don't you call on his name? Now in Romans chapter 10 and 13, it's simple and plain. It says that you shall be saved if you simply call on the name. Now some say he was just a prophet who died and he's long gone. They'll never ever believe he's alive and sits on the throne. And there's nothing else I can do it. Just simply tell you the truth. You can take it however you like. And that's cool, cause it's on you. Gift. I was given to us as a gift that keeps giving this man who was born to die, but he rose and he still lives. Jesus, though, they tried to take him out. Jesus, though, people continue to doubt. Jesus, though, his own people, they abused him. And the chief priest and the accused him. But in the midst of all the suffering, they put him through. He said, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. Even though the scribes told lies. And a soldier put a hole in his But the cover up in the midst of disbelievers and the lies. Here is eyes that fall from on high. I'll never ever be a doubt in my mind. That he's the one true ruler of all time. Who gets his life in order for us to be saved? The only man who ever walked out of the grave. Behold him, hey. Soldiers sent to arrest him in the midst. And the one that was known as Judas, who betrayed him with a kiss. Jesus asked them all a question in the midst of this procession. Why would you come after me as a thief with all of these people carrying weapons? weapons? But they ignored him and took him up into the house of the high priest. I would say if you had been taken up into the belly of the beast. Brother Peter said he would follow him unto the end of the line. But before the cock crowed, he denied him three times. Now the men who arrested Jesus, they mocked him and they beat him and punched him in his face until his nose and mouth were bleeding. And then they took him in front of the council and asked him, are you the Christ? Jesus knew what they would do. When they questioned him out of spite We answered and said if I told you this you wouldn't believe it So if I asked you you wouldn't answer me And neither would let me go Art thou the son of God He confessed that he was like an ocean of piranha They went after his blood They said that this was only blasphemy He spoke only wickedness And that they didn't see a need to gather any further witnesses Are you the king of the Jews Asked the governor Pilate Jesus replied thou sayest it And then was silent Pilate sent him to Herod And Herod just sent him back 
because the accusation simply didn't line up with the fact. Now in the end, Governor Pilate handed Christ over to the people where they nailed him to a cross and he died, but it gets deeper. You think it's a bunch of garbage, but mighty Jesus, he reigns. You say and show you the proof, why don't you call on his name? Now in Romans chapter 10 and 13, it's simple and plain. It says that you shall be saved if you simply call on the name. And there's nothing else I can do except simply tell you the truth. You can take it however you like, and that's cool, because it's on you with this gift. I was given to us the gift that keeps giving this man. He's gonna die, but he rolled and Go to the search box and put in T 
T-H-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-A. T-H-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-A. Okay? And that's that'll get you the that'll get you. I got three albums and about four singles on CD Baby. So when you go in there, you're gonna see it. It's gonna be He Lives is gonna be a purple, uh purple and red label is what you're gonna see. So just go to C D Baby, put put the minister in the search box. And okay, if you want the book, the- you can get the book, The Deliverance of Gregory Lee Todd. Just go to Gregory Todd dot Tate Gregory Todd dot T A T E Author dot com Gregory Todd dot Tate T A T E Author A U T H O R dot com and you can actually download the book. It comes you can get it in a download or you can order the hard copy from the publisher. I just got picked up by a a publisher about a year ago out of Oklahoma, out of Oklahoma. And they gave me a publication and a distribution deal as well. So I'm thankful for that. I just give God glory. Yes. Okay. So now y'all got that information. We need to run with it. We want, I'm going to play a little of Hit Them Hard, but I will be playing these hit songs, you know, on rotation as we, you know, as a weekly thing, just to remind some people. And you and, and yeah. this here broadcast can be downloaded at any time so that you can uh, go back and just check, check that testimony out and share it with others. Okay, yeah. so yes, uh, Mr. Todd, thank you so much for being on Glorious Gospel Vibes. We hope to have you back soon. Amen, amen. It would be an honor. It would be an honor. God is doing miraculous things in your life, and we continue to pray and uplift him and keep him in prayer. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Amen. Here we go. We're going up out of here. We thank all our listeners. Thank you all. I see you. I see you. I see you. Thank you so much for listening in. Hit them hard right here with Minister Todd on the way out. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Yeah. 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 Hard hit them hard. Hard hit them hard. Hard hit them hard. I'm going to have to hit them hard. Hard hit them hard. I'm going to hit them with a message from the Almighty God. I'm going to go there to get them. And hit them. And hit them. Get them. And hit them. And hit them. I'm going to go ahead and get them. I'm going to get them. I'm going to hit them. I'm going to get them with it. I'm going to hit them with it. Now, 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 I'm leaving our families in ruin But the people that tell them They really don't care what it's doing We got grown folks chasing after babies for sex And kids swinging on their parents From a lack of respect It's women lusting for women Men marrying men This world is self-destruction We're all sinking in sin Some of us going to heaven Some of us going on to a place Filled with nothing but fire and brimstone So if you don't get it lined up Then it's just what you get Cause some of the people inside of this world Are playing Russian roulette Using their soul to cover the bet How dangerous can you get? That's the reason we should be teaching our children self-respect. See, Satan's on a mission, this work is 